those pivotal moments in your life, whatever it may be for you, for me, it was really, you know, getting fired and not knowing how I could develop income. That fear that I had as a child of being poor, everything kind of hit me at 43 years old. And that was not in the plan for me, right? That was not the way I saw my life unfolding. Welcome back to another episode of The Burn. I am Ben Newman and couldn't be any more fired up to have this opportunity to now be in season four with all of you. And we're not going to change how we do this. Short, powerful, sweet episodes that really hit your heart and your fire that lies inside of you. Because there's a lot of speakers and coaches, you all know our routine. They talk about a lot about why and purpose, but they forget about that underlying burn that ignites your why and your purpose that then causes you to take the necessary action on a daily basis to attack. And one of the things we're going to do today is we're going to talk about creating confidence. We're going to talk about overcoming the villains or maybe what holds you back in your life with a very, very special guest. And this is somebody who I love her energy. I love her passion. She is a new friend. But when you have so many friends in common, before you actually meet, it's easy to become fast friends. So Heather Monahan, it is such an awesome opportunity to have you on the burn with us. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy that we connected. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible when you think about the Nicole Khalil's to John Gordon and all of these individuals that that we have in common who have made an impact on your life, they've made an impact on my life, they're friends. And everybody knows we bring in celebrities and entrepreneurs and athletes and entertainers. And I just love your bio. I I love what you've done from going from being a C-suite executives to all the awards and recognition and honors that that you've received in your life to your podcast, which is now a top 100 podcast, Creating Confidence, to your new book, Overcoming Your Villains. And I just think it's a very powerful resume, but you know how we do it on The Burn. I want to cut right down to it. What is your fire? To have a resume like that, a list of accolades like that, what's the burn for you? What, What is it that motivates you on a daily basis to be your best? Oh gosh, you know, when I think back to my prior life back in corporate America, the burn back then for me was growing up poor. You know, when you grow up poor, and I don't know if anyone's listening in a similar situation, two different things can happen, right? It can drive you so intensely to make sure you never end up poor, which is what happened to me. I started working at nine years old and I've never looked back. Or, you know, for some people, they will stay in that situation because they become accustomed to it and that's what they know. For me, it was really a driver that I didn't ever want to be in a situation that my mother found herself in. But then cut to... I was fired from my C-suite position four years ago, and that moment was a pivotal moment that the burn for a while became, I can't let this be my defining moment. I can't let this take me down. I have got to rise up and go to another level, go bigger, and and really show myself, not just the woman that fired me or the company you know that I had been with, 
but show myself that I could get myself out of a really difficult situation. Wow. Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, interesting hearing you say, there's, there's a lot that I can pull from that answer, but starting to work at nine, I started at 13 selling hot dogs at a pool snack bar. So I know what it's like to have to start work early. So a couple of things that I just pulled is obviously discipline that you learned early. And I can just hear it in your voice. It's the belief and passion that you had early on in life. And look at all the things that you have. Now, this is a choice. I think so many of us, we, we roll into a new year and there's fears, doubts, and uncertainties, which will always exist. But you talk about creating confidence on your podcast. You talk about overcoming your villains. It sounds like you've had to do that. And over the last four years, there's some amazing accolades that you've achieved after that adversity and challenge. So what's the advice that you typically share with somebody after they face challenge and adversity? Because that's when we really find out about our greatest strength, in my opinion. Oh my, yeah, absolutely. But it's the hardest in the moment, right? Like I never want to sugarcoat for anybody. I The day I got fired, I cried my eyes out, you know, for 24 hours. I went under a weighted blanket. I was a disaster, you know, those moments, those pivotal moments in your life, whatever it may be for you, for me, it was really, you know, getting fired and not knowing how I could develop income, that fear that I had as a child of being poor, everything kind of hit me at 43 years old. And that was not in the plan for me, right? That was not the way I saw my life unfolding. And so, you know, those moments were really, really scary, but I did a couple of smart things before I was fired. I started investing in myself <laughs> and that was the best investment I ever made prior earlier in my career. I didn't do that. I, I always thought, you know, invest in the company, invest in the mission that, you know, that brand that I'm representing. But as I grew a little bit older and started noticing other people in the world, I thought there's lots of executives out there that invest in themselves as well as do a great job for a company. I want to start taking that step. I ultimately think that's why I end up getting fired in the end. But however, you know, things happen for a reason. And I had developed a brand online and, and had this realization that I already had a brand. I just wasn't in charge of it. I took control of that narrative and really elevated myself in business and through social media. And during that time, upset the employer that I was with, ended up getting fired. But once I had invested in myself, I now had a community I could speak to. And, and you know, Ben, how important community is. And so when I did get fired, I decided to make um, a, a different type of move by posting online. I've just been fired. and. You know, if I've ever helped you, I need to hear from you now. And a lot of people thought that was a terrible idea because it, you know, that's not the norm. Most people aren't advertising to their community that they've been fired. But I thought, you know what, I need to ask for help. I need my community right now. I don't have the next answer or the next move. So I've got to make myself a little bit vulnerable. And, and that's something that I would recommend to anyone. Number one, invest in yourself. Number two, ask for help. It's something strong people do. I absolutely love that. And so I, being a very emotional guy, hopefully uh, I take you to a place of emotion because that's what I do because I'm similar to you. None of this, you know, sugarcoating anything. We have to go for it in life. 
Um, you know, my mother battled a, a rare muscle disease and lost her life 11 days before my eighth birthday. And and so I, I'm just I'm very emotional. I cry when I watch extreme home makeovers. And I know the importance of a mother's influence. I know that a mother's example and her passion and how she shows up in life determines how we as as young boys grow up into men. And so three words that are kind of hitting my heart in, in hearing you speak and from what you've shared thus far, and I think this is important for all leaders, is to be the example. How often do you think of your son on a daily basis with the example that you've provided for what's possible for him for fighting through challenge and adversity? Because you impact so many on a daily basis. You talk about all these individuals that were there for you and you had built this brand. But tell me about your son. How important is it to be an example and, and to have your burn be what you do to help him understand what's possible? Yeah, there's no doubt that, you know, it's not only what we preach to people, but really how we show up in the actions that we take every day that are, are more meaningful. But, you know, in those tough times, like getting fired and, and the, you know, the action steps I took right after, those are the moments as a parent, you start reflecting, am I letting my kid down, right? I don't want my child mm -hmm. to see me struggle. I was, uh, I was suffering, right? That was, this was not, regardless of what it looks like on social media and to people who have followed along and are proud of me and, and cheering me on, which I'm super grateful for, they're not all highlight reels and high moments. Those are moments I look back on that I know they're negatively impacted my child. When you see your mother, who's supposed to be the leader of your family, crumbling under a weighted blanket, you become scared. You know, you, you're going to struggle mm. with, are we safe? Are things okay? What, if she doesn't know what the future looks like, how do I, right? So there were those moments that have been very tough for me, and I reflect a lot on them. However, conversely, they've been beneficial. So after a year in Zoom school for my son, which he did not thrive in, right, like most kids, he had to go to an academic summer camp in order to make up credits so that he could continue on, um, you know, in school the, in his regular grade. So he had never been to academic camp. He's a big athlete. He was not looking forward to it. He had to go to Wolfboro, New Hampshire, right? We're, we live in Miami. Like, nothing about this was wow. ideal for him. And he got on a plane at 13 years old, was dropped off there for the summer, didn't know anybody. And I got a phone call one night that your son has been in an accident. He's got a broken arm. He's at um, the emergency room right now. We'll let you speak to him. They didn't have phones available as part of the camp. When he gets back, you can speak to him. I took a complete nosedive. I thought, this is it. I've got to get on a plane. I've got to go get him. And I spoke to him and he was calming me down. Cut to a couple days later, I'm up in New Hampshire to, I think, picking him up. And I walk up to the campus and he walks out without bags. And he says, mom, we can do hard things. I taught myself how to write with the other hand. I've taught myself how to eat with the other hand. I taught myself how to change with one arm. I can make this work. I'm not going to give up now. And that those are the moments when you see, wow, it stunk for him watching me go through hardship but he saw that I didn't give up. And I believe that that allowed him to think, okay, maybe this is something that's possible for me too. I love it. I love it. That, that, that brings so much amazing emotion up in me because of what I've, you know, been through in my life and to hear the strength that your son showed. And then you talk about creating confidence. Look at what your example did for him to create the confidence to say, mom, 
I got this. Now, I, I know, and this is where I, I'd really like to, to take us to our, our finish line, overcome your villains. So I, back to kind of this, not sugarcoating anything. I, I think a lot of people want to pretend like there's la la land, there's no challenge, there's no adversity. But tell us about the importance of not only overcoming fears, doubts, and uncertainties, but overcoming your villains in life. Tell us a little bit about the book and um, how it'll impact the reader. So my new book, Overcome Your Villains, is a powerful and proven three-step process to overcome any adversity in business or in life. And one of the key moments for me to this realization around creating confidence on, you know, living up to your potential, it really came by chance. That day that woman thought she fired me, I had actually fired my number one villain from my life. What I didn't realize is for a while, I was shrinking myself trying to help somebody else to feel better about themselves. That person ended up firing me. And what I learned was, as long as you have negative people in your space, you will block positive people and positive opportunities from entering. The minute she fired me and I put that post up, amazing people started showing up, helping me. Amazing people like the John Gordons in the world started showing up and advising me and becoming champions for me. And those people were never in my circle earlier because I had that negativity. I was allowing for that negativity to block me from all these opportunities. So that's why I love the name of my book, Overcome Your Villains. You've got to clear out those villains around you so you can deal with the real villain, which is typically the one that lies between our own two ears. And it's so powerful hearing you say that, because obviously being a mental performance coach in the world of sports and in business, I think sometimes people underestimate the power of your mind and you can wake up and you can control the mindset that you take into the world. You can control where you place your focus. You can control where you place your energy. That's all a choice. That's one of the things I think is so powerful about the book as you mentioned, is there's a process that teaches you how to overcome. You know, so many speakers, coaches, writers that do the type of work that we do, they don't necessarily talk about long-term growth and sustainability. You know, it, it's, a, it's a great message. It's a story. It was a fun read. It was a fun opportunity to hear Heather speak. But I think that's one of the things that makes you special as a communicator, a writer, a speaker, is to have a process that you can share. But then the track record that you've overcome and you've persevered through it gives so many people hope. And it's one of the things that I was really excited. You know, everything happens in timing, us meeting, us having these mutual friends. But, you know, being one of our very first episodes of our fourth season to kick off 2022, it's perfect because so many people need to understand that process, the importance of the burn, and it's not always sunshine and rainbows. We do have challenge and adversity that we have to overcome. What, what's a final lesson? If I were to, to ask you maybe one of the most important lessons you've learned in life, or maybe it's something you think of every day, what is it that keeps you positive and keeps your mindset strong? Oh gosh, that, you know, sort of beginning to flip the script on things to, to see re, it wasn't a rejection. It was a redirection, right? To, to really challenge myself on how is it that I'm seeing the situation? I saw getting fired as the end. That was actually the beginning of a new career. So now I have challenged myself on the daily, whether it be the coronavirus, right? That there's these challenging situations that we're facing 
but what is the hidden opportunity I haven't realized yet that I know I ultimately will? And can I start identifying what that potentially could be? The sooner you flip the script on these things, the sooner, like you said, your mind goes to what can be, what is possible instead of staying so focused in what isn't and what that loss is. The more we focus on those negative things, the more negativity we bring to ourselves, you know, the more energy we put to it, we're wasting our energy and time. So I really try to stay so focused on the solutions and what if and what can be because of these other lessons I've had in life that have taught me it doesn't have to be the end of your story. You could just be in the middle of it. I love it. I love it. The, be the best chapters are yet to come. You know, I always say that we're never finished. And I, I feel that mindset and that energy from you. Heather, I am so grateful uh, to have you help us kick off this season four, but also 2022. I appreciate how you show up in life. I appreciate how you're an example for overcoming adversity. You know, I learned that from my mom and hearing how you've been that for your son, as well as so many others is so powerful. Thank you for joining us. Oh, what an honor to be here, Ben. Thank you for all that you do. And thank you so much for having me. Well, thank, thank you, Heather. And, you know, for everybody who has somebody that they're thinking of in listening to this episode with Heather and I, please share this. Like with one person, we don't, you don't need to share it with hundreds. You can if you want to, but one person that you believe needs to hear Heather's words, to feel her emotion, who maybe need to read Overcome Your Villains. We're going to make sure that we drop information to make it very easy, a link for you to pick up a copy of the book, because Heather's passion and energy needs to continue to be felt because it's needed in a world where we all face challenge and adversity in becoming who we were destined to be. Thank you for joining us for The Burn. I get fired up to be with you every single week and continue to join us. Stay connected to that burn and let's keep fighting the good fight in 2022. This episode of The Burn Podcast is powered by BenNewmanCoaching.com, your number one source for increasing consistency in your life and building the mental toughness habits required to live the life of your dreams. From self-paced courses to live coaching with Ben and everything in between, head over to BenNewmanCoaching.com and join the thousands of members working to unlock their peak performance every day.